Ready? Everyone's ready? Yeah. Honk. Sounds <laughs> like I hate this fucking <laughs> The goose outside I, 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 is ready. <laughs> yeah, the goose outside is always ready to Too fight. bad it wasn't a fucking fun goose. There are two pigeons on my uh, railing outside, and they were hanging out, and I just said, Ooh. Just cool. I was like, just into Tiyoshi. I was like, these are cool guys. Oh, yeah. That was like, I had like, when I first moved into like an apartment my junior year of college, there was just a active pigeon nest on my balcony. <laughs> <laughs> I love um, pigeons. They're great guys. And we, yeah, we talked to like everybody in the desk about it, and we were just like, "There's like we can't really move them, like laws and whatnot." So you just gotta kind of wait for them to fuck off on their own because they had like just hatched before I moved in. Like they were, these were some fresh pigeons. I love the idea of being like, "Well, you can't just move these guys. Look at them, and they're just, just doing they're just so cute. We can't." I thought, the they were ducks at, I thought they were ducks at first. Law because, of the jungle. Like, little fresh hatch pigeons have like very brown feathers yes. at first. Uh, and I didn't see a mom come by. So at first we were worried. And then mom came by uh, and they did fine. <laughs> yeah, but then one like of them. Were, one of like, them. Oh, I don't know if this is okay. Yeah. Actually, it's just scary <laughs> But they, yeah, like, they grew up and left. But one of them just kept trying to come back and kept bringing a mate to try and set up a new thing. And we always had to just like run out there and be like, no, no, not again. We're not doing this again. <laughs> you should do it again. Yeah, you should. No. Have, you should have neighbors. Yeah. No. I think I the have pigeon, like the pigeons will keep the bugs of, in check. I just think I have like a nest of dirt daubers in my current home. And like dirt daubers are fine. They can't sting and they keep some of this shit away. So. I, I just uh I just let them be. Mm. Yeah, he's just saying made of words again. I get it. Yeah, that's not a th- that's No, dirt daubers are real. I'm not <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, my fingers like sticks outside are also sting. real too. Mm-hmm. Long, along with right. the long well, gnomes, Thomas. Are we ready to start this episode? <laughs> ready to start I don't know if I am not after dirt dopper. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm ready to talk about This is our this is in fact our one hundredth episode. Oh my god, it is. <laughs> that was a lot of silence. That's fucked up. I was expecting mm. a little more fanfare from mm. y'all. You can't just drop that on me. Yeah, now you I gotta feel give old. Me... Yeah, now I'm like, I wanted, damn, bro. I wanted y'all's legitimate reactions, icy. and now I'm realizing like, that you're wow, Jesus dead Christ, inside. A long time. Yeah, right. Well, you know, it's the <laughs> end of the school years. So. I can feel the bony finger of the dirt dauber grabbing yeah, me on the shoulder, yeah. telling me that I'm old now. Okay, dirt daubers are real. I don't like. I the the audience will yeah, back me up. Skeletons are real too, thing. Thomas. What? Hold on. Wait. Yo, skeletons are real. They're inside you. You have one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't sure. seen one. Yeah. Don't attack me. <laughs> All right, we'll just open you up and take a look. Is that what you want to know? Oh, well, yeah, if there's is... a skeleton inside me, Thomas, then where would the soul sit? That's true. Dumbass. I guess like in the in the rib in, cage. In the maybe? skeleton. Yeah. Oh, I've got a cage inside me now. Yeah, that's how, you, that's how you ribs. keep the soul in the ribs. <laughs> that's when you die. The ribs the open sh- up. The soul comes out. That's why you lose seven <laughs> the, grams, twenty-one grams. The my ribs favorite film. You hatch open like an egg, and out comes the soul like a baby pigeon. 
read us in, Zach. There, we've done it. We've all circled back. I'm a prof- I'm a podcaster who's done this for a hundred episodes now. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode thirty-two of World's Strongest Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Zach, and these are my co-host, Jace, Mud Dauber, and Thomas. Howdy ho! And welcome to our one hundredth episode of doing this podcast. We really showed we're we're professionals. We're not. We don't get paid. That's true. That time of recording. We're avid hobbyists. Okay, well, he gets paid. Yeah. <laughs> the rest of us what? don't get paid. I'm, what? I got a lot of off-pod questions for Chase as to where his money's what? coming from. Yeah, it's Chase. coming from, first, I'm doing air quotes, the internet. Oh. All right, well, I, I think I can't ask any further questions Drug without dealing. becoming... Got it. All right. Well, now I'm. I'm on I guess I'm <laughs> the Silk Road. Imagine. Oh no! Think of me like a. Oh uh, uh, God! I just saw a van pull up to my house. <laughs> think of me as like a old timey 1700 trader, and I'm on the Silk Road. If you catch my drift. Honestly, probably more crimes were committed on the real Silk Road, but we don't need to get into this now. I'm looking to commit crimes in the past and in the future. (laughs) You want to know who else is committing crimes in his past and also his future? Cell, which we're here to talk about in DBZ Kai, episode 83, 84, and 85. Episode 83, Cell invades the airwaves, announcing the Cell Games. Uh, the Z-Warriors regroup with 16 joining the gang to get repairs and help them fight Cell. Cell, meanwhile, creates his arena before rushing to the nearest TV station, destroying literally everything in his path. There, on Worldwide TV, he announces his tournament. Let's everyone know if he wins, he will destroy the entire planet. Episode 84, Training Complete. Goku sizes up the competition. Goku and Gohan step out of the hyperbolic time chamber to get the lay of the land. They have also achieved Goku's goal, having perfected the use of the base Super Saiyan form to the point that they can stay in it unaffected. Goku is convinced that he isn't strong enough to beat Cell, probably, but this doesn't seem to bother him. Episode 85. The truce is broken. The defense force strikes back against Cell. Uh, in this one, Piccolo actually steps into the time chamber and completes a round of training in there before Vegeta jumps in, uh, doing another round in the time chamber. Meanwhile, Goku and Gohan are just kind of chilling out, spending their time being chill, having a good time, taking some off days. Uh, but then the Earth's Defense Force decides to attempt to fight Cell, EDF, and they all die. EDF. Yeah, ED. Yeah, this is the EDF boss that they don't. T- Actually, that would be a great just random DLC where you just get killed by Cell instantly. I think a good <laughs> DLC. I've been. I thought about this when we just said the. Re- I'm like giant Piccolo. That yes, would be fun. God, that would be the actual. That's, give me sure, King that's Piccolo. The actual answer. Yeah, give me King Piccolo. Yeah, at least it got King Piccolo. They lasted like more than a single hand wave. Yeah, EDF would uh, not work anyway. well fighting a human-sized enemy. That game's scale no, no, it would not work correctly anymore. <laughs> Fight a normal man, the game breaks instantly. Honestly, it feels like Elden Ring, where it's like like Elden Ring and Dark Souls, where anytime you see like a boss that's like twenty feet tall, like oh thank you God, got this. <laughs> but if you see a boss that looks like they were made in the character creator, you're fucked. <laughs> the final boss of all Elden Ring game of all Dark Souls games really is just what if a guy had a katana or two, and you're like, fuck. 
Oh no! The things he can do with that blade. blade. <laughs> I still need to give Sekiro another chance. I was always bad at parrying, and Sekiro is a game that like you, you got to get good at parrying. Yeah. Unlike Dark Souls Elder Ring, there is one way to play Sekiro, and it gets like, and if you get into that groove, it's it is their best combat system. It is also if you don't get in that groove, the game is like, well, you better fucking play something else. Time to refund, yeah. baby. Yeah. I think Yobu Oditaka Oniwa, the guy on the horse, fucked me up like 800 times and I stopped playing. And he's the first <laughs> boss. But I did love him coming in because I was playing the game in English. So hearing his English voice just go, My name is Yobu Oritaka Oniwa! Like at that level was fucking hilarious every time. It's very good. <laughs> But, like, you listen to it in Japanese, and that's the tone. Like, this actor is oh, yeah. just matching the read. Like, I'm like, people make fun of it, and I'm like, you're only making fun of it because it's your, your primary language now. Like, this is the character. It is just some dude on a horse coming out screaming at you, and you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, sorry. He's going to beat and my head. He just, He's going to beat yeah, my head. Yeah, then he ass. fucks your whole world up. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you anyway. have fireworks, then you fuck his whole day up. He's going to beat your ass like Cell beat Trunk's ass. True. Exactly. And that's where we're at in episode 83 (laughs) with like trunks just fucking powering up while having an emotional breakdown, which is pretty like shown in anime as fuck. I do like (laughs) that he's he's going through Cell's like final words to him and he still does the face of terror and Cell's monologue responds. Yup, that's the look again. Yeah, which you is... You ever just think God, about someone owning you that, so hard, and then you remember, then you think about it again, and he's still owning you. You just have past. to play it beat for beat. Yeah, and you're like, shit, I'm still owned. <laughs> yeah. It's owned like... an after image. Rough. Uh, which I still love Davian Clark's delivery of just the, like, fucking... What he, uh, when he's just like, yeah, that's the look. Like it's just so fucking disrespectful. It is. It's like of so course good. this fucks up Trunks' this whole world. This is a, like, this is a good sell episode. Oh yeah, but we'll get that. Uh, and then Vegeta just comes back after Trunks has left, or not Trunks. Sorry, Cell has left, <laughs> leaving Trunks there, just to be like, where is he gone? Like it, it, for a second, he almost sounds fatherly, as if he's like. I'm going to go beat the ass of the person <laughs> who beat up my son. Son, who did this to you? Until, Wait a minute, I remember. Yeah, until he starts continuing to speak, and he's just like, you absolute dolt, to like basically just racking on him for using Super Saiyan Grade 3 in the same way that, like, Cell already did. <laughs> yeah, um, rough for Trunks again. Yeah, Trunks, this is a great episode for Cell. This is a rough cut. We have just watched Trunks get his shit wrecked a lot, I'm realizing, because we watched History of Trunks last time, and Mm -hmm. that's just like an hour and a half of Trunks getting his ass kicked. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is just Trunks having already gotten his ass kicked. Like, we just watched What If Everything Bad Happened to Trunks. Yeah, I'm Uh, watching everything is already not Trunks style. Yeah. Uh, but then Bulma coming in and really doting on Trunks is really nice. Like, once they go back and meet up again, mm-hmm. <laughs> at, least, at least somebody cares for their kid. <laughs> <laughs> but Piccolo is still sitting back at the lookout being like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> He's trying to figure out why both of them are still alive, but Cell is also in his perfect form. Yeah, there's a fun cut where he's like, what what is that monster doing? Cut to the island. A world martial arts tournament. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's very good. <laughs> Just the absolute stupidest thing that could possibly be happening. Yep, that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, Krillin is the most fucked up by the idea of this tournament, it feels like. <laughs> Which is funny, because of all the characters present, he's the only one here that knows what the World Martial Arts Tournament is. Like, yeah, and things by have the time gone Trunks badly grew every up, time. He died at, like, the last one. That is true. Uh, I guess no, he died, he didn't he died, died at his, uh, he died at his second, he died at one of them, so, you know, he's still got some of that drama. That's true. I was like, he died at his second one, the third one, King Piccolo, like, yeah, turned an island got, into glass. And then he got lucky on the third one. Yeah. Uh, if, like, things had gone slightly worse, he would have died, for sure. <laughs> it got pretty much to the cusp of him getting killed without him getting killed. The uh, Krillin way. Mm-hmm. But this is when 16 steps up, badly injured, and says, like, can you take me to Capsule Corp to get fixed? I will also join y'all's fight against Cell. And while <laughs> Trunks and Vegeta are both immediately like, no, Krillin immediately steps up for him. Which, I, I'm like, Krillin is the one who is the most time seeing 16's other side like he was the one that was standing up on the ridge while 16 was playing with birds and like mm-hmm. all this other shit so it really makes sense to me that Krillin would be the one to vouch for 16 by now I mean he's also just like a good guy and 16's mm-hmm. in a lot of pain right now <laughs> yeah but like 16 has shown the most to Krillin what his like true nature is yeah that's true um, obviously Trunks has a lot of PTSD uh, associated with all of the androids, so understandable he wouldn't be like, yeah, let's let's go. And Vegeta's Vegeta, so like, <laughs> you know, not expecting much mercy or kindness or softness from Vegeta. No, uh, but Krillin gives him a hand up. Gives him a hand, and also like th- once again, kind of just owns Trunks by being like, look, you've been wrong about pretty much everything, and he wasn't even in your time, so he's fine, he's chill. Let's go. Uh. And then we get a cut to Gohan and Goku in the time chamber, trading both at Super Saiyan now. Yeah, this and is sick as shit. Yeah, I was like, the chamber's on fire, which I couldn't tell if this was their power at first, but it, the more I watched it, was like, oh, it's like another one of the changes. Like, Yeah, the I think it's one shit. of the settings. Yeah, the chamber's just doing its yeah. thing. But like, yeah, I, I was like, this sparring match, like the animators went way harder putting this sparring match together than I ever would have thought. Like, Look, this, this is, is some be... really good... This is going to be the only fighting for three episodes. By God, they're not going to waste it. Maybe that's it, because I think this one had a lot of reanimated sequences, too. Uh, Yeah, this is... Yeah, these last three episodes devolve a little bit into clip showing, but um, luckily they're not very long. Yeah, Mm. it's not even too bad of a clip showing. It makes sense within, like... The context. It makes more sense in the context, and, like, it's not too bad, and... Mm -hmm. Plus, it has been, like, years and years since these things happened. Yeah. So. Gotta I, catch I, up yeah, everybody I, who I didn't watch Dragon Ball. Stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we get some really good choreography, and it does a good job of showing that, like, it, we've, you know, we've been doing all this shit, but now they're really in it. They're both Super Saiyans. Goku doesn't have to hold anything back, and neither is Gohan. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're really seeing how much they can build power, because now they're on pretty equal ground. Um, Which is really cool to watch. But anyway, we cut back to Capsule Corp, and Ponchi <laughs> hits on Trunks, because <laughs> all the Hi, women Grandma. in the Bruce family apparently have an impulse to hit on Trunks. 
He's a hot guy. What can I say? Jeans. <laughs> I do. I'll. I'll always just love fucking the DVZA joke of this moment. We're just like, look at this handsome man. grandson for the future. Ah, oh, pooey. <laughs> but it just <laughs> accepts it immediately. Um, Bull as they go the inside to let everybody Goku know, like the family, not horny. These are the two. Yeah. These are the two opposite <laughs> coins. And somehow Trunks came out an upstanding citizen. <laughs> I guess Peter Trunks. I have no idea how young Trunks out. is going to turn out. Which I feel like he's going to be a womanizer and should be. Uh, by the super, uh, stuff. Like he's not really a great womanizer. He, I mean, he likes. He has a crush on Mai. Um, weird. And yeah, I know it's still weird. Uh, and then there's Goten. Turns yeah, out I to be Goten, more of a. a I think Goten's the womanizer. one that canonically fucks. I feel like yeah. <laughs> Goten and Trunks should both be womanizers and then being dual womanizers it's a powerful combination it's great i want a real beavis and butthead style comedy with (laughs) goten and trunks trying to save the world i would actually like pay for that i mean i guess you kind of got that in the last arc of the super manga but it wasn't full-on comp well there was a lot of comedy bits i wouldn't quite call it beavis and butthead but it was pretty funny like, it feels um, like everyone idiots. else wants to do something with their lives, and it feels like Goten and Trunks would just be actual, like, potheads. Just stoners. <laughs> yeah. They're as close to stoners as I think Dragon Ball will ever let any character be. Um, that would be good. Which That's is great. So good. <laughs> this is when he comes inside and tells everybody, like, Cell is gonna hold a world tournament. And so... Ponchi chimes in to be like, not to be blonde, but what the fuck is a tournament? Which I'm How like, do you, you not should... know? Yeah, I'm like, everybody should know this. And that's when Roshi takes the opportunity to tell everybody what a tournament is, and then also brag that he's won, what, like, a bunch of them. <laughs> yeah, he flexes that he's won a tournament or two, and then Vegeta makes a <clears throat> noise. Yeah. I do love that he still credits the win of the 23rd World Martial Arts Tournament to Jackie Chung, like, as if, <laughs> like, he has to maintain Oh, you mean the great master Jackie Chung? Yeah. Goku must never know. It's so funny to me. <laughs> He's still like, ah, Jackie Chung. Like, like, you could hear in the performance and his, like, snide, like, haha, Jackie Chung, great guy. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it's so fucking silly to me. I love it. Um... Also, they they do have they do take an advantage to be like we got to talk about the World Martial Arts Tournament because this would be the first time World Martial Arts Tournaments have come up in Z at all. Yeah, we got to catch up everybody who hasn't been here since the beginning. Yeah, I was like, and Roshi seems to claim that like, they haven't. Oh, Goku lost two tournaments. What a fucking idiot! Yeah, loser. <laughs> yeah. And we're like, like, yeah, Vegeta, Vegeta you have no idea what you're talking about. Vegeta just learned what a world martial arts tournament was, and yet he will still shit on Goku for losing them. As is his birthright as the Prince of All Saiyans. <laughs> How come Kakarot didn't just win all of them? Did it, idiot. Idiot. Yes, fucking dumbass. <laughs> Bozo. Like, yeah, it's like, okay, Vegeta, like, you just <laughs> lost. I don't even want to hear it right now. Look, Look he he's got to repair this pride somehow. <laughs> it's going to get fucking shattered again soon. Yeah, that's the Vegeta way. Yeah, true. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but th- it does cut away after Roshi finishes explaining the tournament. He, like, leans his head back down after thinking wistfully, and that's when he notices everyone fucking left. 
which is a womp good womp. bit. <laughs> Dr. Briefs is still there. He's been listening. That's true. <laughs> and then there's Cell, who just, like, flies out to a random fucking farm field, and he's just like, ah, this'll be perfect, and turns it into glass, murdering a, a farmer more, very Get a little more breathing yeah. space going. <laughs> little rural, ah, but good. that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's also like a a moment that Cell has like meme laser eyes yes! on his face. And God, I'm, I, I like deep fries himself like as he does it. his tile vision. Yeah, I loved that shit. It was very funny to me. <laughs> I wish we. I kind of wish we got a little bit more of Cell being like persnickety about the uh, about the arena. Because he's like, hmm, I like breathe this, like let the arena breathe a little bit more. Big explosion finishes, and he's like, hmm, it's a little rustic, but I can fix that, and but I can fix that after my announcement. And then next episode, we see that he's actually fixed it up some, and there are some new pillars around. That is very funny. I want more interior designer cell. I really, I, yeah, it's this is like probably it sucks that cell. I, I think throws this part of himself away as we get further into it because like. Mm-hmm. This part of Cell of being like a terrible person, but is like very stuck has on his these hobbies. things. Yeah, we're just very stuck on like, no, no, no. We're doing a tournament. That makes the most sense. Why it's would going I want to be perfect? I'm yeah. perfect Cell. Yeah, I'm perfect. That's good. Is like, and then throwing would be like, no, I'm throwing away this competition. I'm done now with it. It's like kind of dumb. I don't like that part of it. And mm-hmm. I get why it happens, but I, this part is like, it's just so funny that he cares so much about this. <laughs> And it's just like and a like whole when, three episodes dedicated to this man really caring about making a tournament. I gotta like when the military shows scene. up later. When the military shows up later, I'm like, you know, he's gonna ruin that. He's gonna ruin that uh, Coliseum. Flies up to a mountaintop. Well, I wouldn't want them to ruin the Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, it's it, there's a lot to unpack here, and it's very funny. <laughs> Uh, I I can understand an an annoyance with it, but I I did enjoy this as like I guess adding a slight comedic flair to it in some ways by having Cell is a perfectionist, which mm-hmm. is funny given who he is. It <laughs> <laughs> also just whole... like change. It just it's just different, right? It's like Vegeta. I yeah. want to destroy the planet. Everyone else, I want to destroy the planet. I want to subjugate the world. So I want a really good tournament because I'm like such a good fighter and like really all I want is <laughs> I just deserve like to prove this. my strength. <laughs> well, yeah, again, it's like it's it's like a similar drive that drives Goku, except what if he then was like, and then I really enjoy everybody looking weak and looking afraid, and then I'm gonna kill them all. <laughs> like, yeah, that's, and there's there that's where it's like, just like takes the like, dive. It'd be so funny to me, like, like, I don't even know why he'd want to destroy the world. Like, I don't even understand that. It doesn't make sense, him. honestly. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be more like, well, I'm going to go fight everyone here, and then I'm going to, and then I'll, I'll just, I'm just, I'm just going like, to fuck off. Like, it'd be like, it almost like, like, I'm not actually going to blow this planet up. It's just all a threat. I just want to go fight people. And then I'm just going to go leave and, like, go fuck with some more planets until they give me their strongest warriors. I'll come back in, like, 30 <laughs> years and see if you have anybody new, and then I'll leave again. Yeah. The great cell like games every would thirty just be years like happens. Namek, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's like the Silver Surfer. Yeah, <laughs> he just shows up and blows everything up. <laughs> Except he's also Galactus at the same time. It's truly yeah, he's the just worst both of both them. worlds. <laughs> he doesn't even have a surfboard. This fucking piece of shit. Yeah, but I, I like it. I think I just it's just very fun to have. And then going on to Android eighteen, getting repaired by the good doctor. That's sixteen. Being, 
Oh, 16. Yeah, I'm 18. Well, my brain is dead. Um, 16. And just being like, like, there's just these two characters getting some time to develop. I think I'll say it now. These are probably some of my favorite episodes we've had in a while. Not because yes. they're bad. It's just they have changed the pacing in a good way. They're like, we're not going to go balls out action every single day. We're trying to keep trying to ramp it up, ramp it up, ramp it up. They're like, all right, we've ramped it. We're now going to get to a point where we're going to go back. We're just going to chill for like the next couple episodes. We're gonna let everybody in a good breathe. way. Not like have mm-hmm. a frog take over my body. <laughs> yeah, they just let the characters like develop. I don't yeah. know if I'd call them my favorite episodes, but they're really good. They're, uh, I, I don't know. They're, like my fair, they're just like, wow, these are just really, these are like a very fine breath of fresh air in like a good way. Mm-hmm. This is where I'm like, oh, yeah, we, I could totally just see myself shitting around the Dragon Ball universe again. These are fun. Yeah. And they also, play with tension in some good ways yeah. in these later episodes, even without pushing like into a fight. Um, which is interesting to watch, but I do love like, yeah, the, the scene with 16 and briefs is really great just to give both characters time to do stuff. And they do a literal, I mean, there's a term called save the cat, which is derived (laughs) from like, there's a screenwriting book called save the cat. Um, but the term save the cat is literally just like giving a character something that shows that they're good. Like just Mm -hmm. an immediate, like very easy to tell they're good. And I was like the, the Dr. Briefs' cat snuggling up to 16 felt like a pretty literal save the cat moment. Mm-hmm. Not that we really needed one for 16 by now, but just in case there was any doubt. Yeah. Well, I don't uh, think we needed his... one, but I think everyone else Everyone needed else one. needed one. Yeah. 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 Right? But I, yeah. It was like more for the sake of Briefs. I can see that. Yeah, we need Which a second person I just really that's love... not Krillin to vouch for him. Yeah. Which I really love seeing Briefs like faith in Bulma yes, and I was gonna bring this himself. up. Yeah. yeah, like it it really shows like the upbringing that Bulma had and why she's as good at the shit as she mm-hmm. is because it's like her dad very much fostered and encouraged this from his daughter. Yeah, Almost in the same way of like how Roshi encouraged Goku and Krillin's fighting spirit to grow and change. Briefs encouraged his daughter's like STEM life. <laughs> I also have my favorite line from this these three episodes, which is like the goofy one, just like daughter briefs look at the schematics for Android 17 and 18. Yeah. And we'll talk in uh, a 16 and be like, well, these are as good as toilet paper and just throws them on the ground. Just throws like, them on the, the ground. He's like, well, <laughs> he's like, you're incredible. You're like all machines. Like, yep, I'm all machine. Well, this these aren't good at all. Fuck them. And just throws them away. <laughs> I just thought in that the, the way you said the line, I can't even do it. Well, just like, it was just so funny to me. It's <laughs> just like, just matter oh, of fact. Yep. Yeah, nope. Oh, these are trash. Yeah. Well, he just like it's smoking a cigarette, like crime too. Even <laughs> like he's just like, well, if this isn't gonna work, then toss it and let's start from scratch. If we gotta, like, yeah, I do. He's know... like, is this? A, do you, can you fair? He's like, he's like, well, these are toilet paper, and he's like, oh, you can't do anything. He's like, I did not say that. I'm I'm a fucking <laughs> yeah. genius, and I have a We're genius a... daughter. A little bit out of my depth on you, but my daughter's real good with robotics. I say your chances are pretty good. Yeah, which is, like, that's the sweet moment to me of him just being, like, I fully believe that, like, between me and my daughter, we've got this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, He's like, yeah, when Bobo rides, we'll brainstorm. That's what it is. And it's, like, yeah, it's yeah. such a good moment where, like, they, he has no real solution. Like, oh, we'll just think about it. And, like, we'll get there. Like, mm-hmm. there's really no yeah. problem with me being, a, I'm a fucking genius scientist. My daughter's also a genius scientist. Genius scientist, yeah. Literally yeah. the smartest people. She has and a we million have PhDs nine or days. whatever. You're fine. Yeah. <laughs> we have yeah. nine days. It's good. I also love how fucking Terminator <laughs> 16's, yeah. like, endoskeleton looks. Like, when they pull it up on the computer, it just looks like, like the classic Terminator. Terminator skull. 
It's yeah. If it wasn't obvious yeah. by now, he's Terminator, <laughs> and then he looks up and he just has a big, like, sweet smile on his face. <laughs> That's like, <laughs> it's so funny how how separated oh, yeah, they are yeah. now. He's like, he's like, well, brainstorm. He's like, oh, okay, thanks. <laughs> it's like the sweet. He's just a big sweetheart. <laughs> I mean that's like, like the, I. I mean that's the history of storytelling. If anything, yeah. everybody borrows shit from everybody. It's just wear your influences on your sleeve yeah. because if you try to hide them, people will find them. <laughs> and Toriyama seems to be pretty like gung ho about showing his influences. Um, I mean hell, he had Goku beat up Bruce Lee. Like <laughs> I don't know how he can't like show what it is he loves here. Um. But I do love, we just get to see everybody having a chill-out sesh after this. Yeah. They're just watching the TV, waiting for Cell's announcement. Love just hanging Trunks out with my friends and like, Vegeta. Yeah. <laughs> Trunks is literally just casually laying on the floor with, like, a pillow tucked under his chest. <laughs> <laughs> this is, like, the first day off he's had ever? Question mark? Yep. Uh, probably his entire life. Like, I can't imagine... There would be any other time that he would, <laughs> he would see, like, ah, oh God, yeah. When would he ever have it? Well, he probably had t- days off before. Because remember, in the in the movie, it's like half the world has moved on. I assume that he also just kind of like chilled some days. Mm-hmm. But then, how would he be angry and punished and shown him? And also, he had to chill out when he came down to Earth the first time. And had to wait for Goku <laughs> to show up. I guess, yeah, I guess that was three hours. Mm-hmm. Just vibe yeah, out that was for still, a bit. That was still working, relaxing. True, true. It's a different vibe. Yeah, true. But yeah. Uh, also, I noticed. I think this is the first time Poir has appeared in Z Kai. Hey, Poir's a thing. Let's go, boys. He's yeah. here and he's I think more we, powerful. We than saw Poir in history. <laughs> we saw Poir in history of trucks, but I think this is the first time we've seen Poir in Z Kai. <laughs> I just want it, just, it deserves to be pointed out, yeah. And then I do love Yamcha and Krillin deciding to train. This won't go anywhere, really, but <laughs> I appreciate they at least try. <laughs> I did it. Well, like but you know, Chris Krillin has because they're both like, yeah, we might as well join. And Krillin has like, yeah, we can just duck out before right before we die. That's true. Yeah, he's just like, I just want to try. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but Vegeta is just, like, going back into his, like, well, I'm going to be the one that kills Cell. And Trunks is like, shut up, just dude. The most, just the most exasperated, exasperated, Dad, stop. Yeah. It's like, Dad, like, we watched you lose. Like, we all, we all know. <laughs> it's fine. I also lost. Everyone here lost. We're all losers. <laughs> We're all losers now, Father. <laughs> But yeah, then Bulma comes in in full mom mode, which is just cute always. Um, but then we cut away to Cell, who just casually destroys the city. He's just like flying like close to ground, but he is flying through buildings, and just the trail that he's leaving behind from how fast he's going is just ripping apart the streets and. I don't even think he's flying through the buildings. I think he's just flying down like the road, but the force of how fast he's flying is just blowing everything away. Yeah, it just like is completely destroying everything. 
And then, yeah, Cell just fucking breaks into the first floor reception area of, like, a big TV station. The two receptionists just fucking freaking out. And he's just like, hello, can you tell me which current show is broadcasting to the planet? (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, top floor? He's like, thank you. And then just starts flying up, like, directly through the floors as he goes. Cut I also Roshi like it isn't like horny. he's like hitting the floor, then moving through. No, yeah, the floor is like cratering above him, or whatever the top side of a yeah. crater would be, cratering above mm-hmm. him outward, it's like bowing like, out. Yeah, like he's just energy around him at all times. Yeah, and like he approaches the desk and like puts his hand on the desk, but like his energy is so massive that like there's a dent underneath his hand, and his hand never actually touches the desk. Yeah, it's just like he's so powerful. That it's not even, like, the actual physical contact. It's just, like, the presence of his aura is destroying things. Mm-hmm. Which makes you wonder how tough the Cell Game Arena is, or if he's doing this intentionally. <laughs> Which uh, I would believe I he's he doing this intentionally. he takes care around the arena. He actually changed the element to what, unbreakium, non-breakium. Yeah. yeah. It's indestructible, except for when it is. Yeah, exactly. Only he can break it, for he is the most powerful. <laughs> but we interrupt Roshi being horny to bring you an important announcement. The Cell Games. Yeah. I do love, literally, like, the Pilates class happening, and then Cell rises up, like, the girl, right under the girl's hands, and she's just like, oh, oh fuck, oh, fuck! <laughs> like, she just kind of gets, like, pushed back. And then, yeah, Cell just rises up through each and every floor of this and then finally lands at the top. The anchor <laughs> really quickly says, wait, you're not the adopt-a-pet guy, before Cell just fucking murders him. <laughs> and then Cell stops, smiles, and he's just like, hello, everybody. How are you doing? I'm doing great. <laughs> and then and that's when he finally announces his tournament. Which, he doesn't give very specific coordinates. He's just like, about, I don't know, 15 miles northwest of where I'm currently standing. I have an arena. Uh, All of you will come fight, and it's a team tournament. All of you versus me. (laughs) I think is, like, exactly how he puts (laughs) it. That sounds about fair. I might get tired. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, literally, I think he says that. (laughs) You might be able to wear me out. Who knows? Guess we're gonna find out. Oh, also... If I win, I'm destroying the whole planet. See? And then he just points his finger behind him at the globe painted on the wall behind him and fires a key blast through it that destroys, like, the remaining half of the city. And then he's just like, okay, bye! And then ends the broadcast. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. <laughs> but then the worst thing that happens in this episode is what happens right before it ends, and that's Bulma saying that she's going to cut Trunks' hair. No, don't do it. Yeah, like... Just do it. No, <laughs> what if it gets I in love his long face? hair, Trunks. What if it gets in his face while he's fighting? We all Good. know he's not going to fight. Good point, me turning Super <laughs> Saiyan, where my hair literally can't do that. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, makes sense, adds up. Yeah, yeah. Heads up. And then Vegeta immediately takes his shirt off to go train. <laughs> She's just like, I've got this! <laughs> this shirt is weighing me down! <laughs> Rips it off, <laughs> runs out. <laughs> uh, but then we get episode 84. Goku sizes up the competition. Wonder if Goku is going to size up the competition in this one. <laughs> uh, 
But yeah, we opened the everybody's straight to evacuating the cities and doing some like light rioting. Mm-hmm. So that's As one would. I mean, uh, yeah. Would you? Would we? Just would it, would it happen like that? Who knows? Honestly, after COVID, I'm not convinced. But <laughs> <laughs> like we um, had like a yeah like a plague happening, and I mean I think there's been like an increase in like no I, yeah there was like an increase in shoplifting, but I think I had to do some other stuff. But like um, yeah. I don't know. There's there really wasn't like a there was, no. I worked retail during the pandemic. I let shoplifting happen. Yeah. Once I made eye contact with someone as they were just, like, lifting shit, and I remembered that I was like, well, I get paid minimum wage, so I just kind of walked off. (laughs) (laughs) Funny, my pay stays the same, whether or not you pay at all. I didn't see if they left with all the stuff in their bag still, so who knows if they actually did it. (laughs) I didn't get paid enough to care to find out. Um, But yeah, anyway, back to this. Uh, Krillin... Seems to be the one who really gets like the the gra- the gravity of this to some degree, or like is really exercising it. But Roshi's just like, "Hey, let's just jump on team. Wait for Goku. I think he's got it this time." <laughs> Which, yeah, I like that there is an establishment here of like we're we're leading into what's already been established of the like everybody just waits for Goku and Goku solves it. Yeah, given that I know that this is gonna be Gohan's turn. It's fun that they're playing into it just to, like, undercut it. Yeah. Um, There's also what we learned that apparently you can't stay in the time chamber for more than 48 hours, like, in outside time, or the door just disappears and you're stuck forever. Is that, like, at a time, or, like, in quick succession, or ever? I think it's at a time. Like, I think, like, you get, like... I think you get twenty. You get forty-eight hours once you've stepped in the door in outside time. So two years in inside time. Hmm. Um. Yeah, presumably. Cause, yeah, because Vegeta's like, oh, I'm gonna stay there for the next nine days, idiots. Yeah. Popo's just like, hey, you can't. But I do like. <laughs> I, do I want like to be strong. Like, Toriyama, how do I write my way out of this one? Got it. <laughs> uh, you, you can't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Easy. Done it again. The problem solved. Let's break for lunch. You mad bastard. (laughs) But I feel like the plot point that surprised me the most in this episode is I didn't realize Goku and Gohan call it early. They leave like 21 hours. Yeah, they leave three hours early. By my very rough math is one and nine tenths day early. Uh, And there's like no music as they walk out, which is like interesting for the, the tone of this scene. As they walk out, their clothes just beat to shit. Uh, the armor is useless at this point. <laughs> but also, they're just casually Super Saiyan. In Super just, Saiyan. They're Super Saiyan. Yeah. To which Goku walks out, looks around, and he's like, Chunks of Vegeta? Y'all are alive, but Cell is definitely alive. What's going on? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> um, also, Goku then, before, talking in his normal voice, despite the Super Saiyan. Yeah. And he also stops and he's like, but also, I need food. Which, I love that the reason is they're like, yeah, they're like, y'all ate in the time chamber, right? And you're like, I mean, yeah, but Gohan and I suck at cooking, so all of our food was terrible. (laughs) Did you you see what we were eating? It was entirely unseasoned meat. This is incredible. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then Goku gets the rundown of everything that happened after that. Which, like, Vegeta is the only one so far that we've heard clock, like... They're Super Saiyans, but they're calm, and they're just keeping this form up. What the fuck is happening? 
but then we cut away to 16 again which i love it's like briefs and bulma working on 16 and i love that bulma's just like there is literally only data about goku inside of his head and there are like like, ascii photos of goku in the code which like does that help well you gotta know what he looks like i don't he's gotta gotta make some ascii art of goku (laughs) How's he gonna know who he's supposed to kill? It's, oh, it shit, is like one right. of the funniest thing. It's like a tur- it's just like a normal like you know like command window, and mm-hmm. then just like randomly intersplaced into his, uh, just a very bright. Here's Goku doing a Kamehameha. It's like it's like <laughs> someone legitimately made a like a command window, and then just like as a shit post made background art of Goku in it for like their own thing. They're like yeah yeah I've been coding for like five years. Yeah I'm on my home computer today, so don't mind the background. It's just like pictures of Goku. <laughs> um, it's so funny to me. It's like the most like if it wasn't made for killing him, I'd be like, yeah, I should get this too. This kicks ass. We should all we should all be investing in this kill Goku command prompt. <laughs> it's a good command prompt. Run run Minecraft.exe. It's just Goku blasting Kamehameha out as well. <laughs> all of Jero's hobbies link back to killing Goku. Yeah, he had no hobbies. He just had one <laughs> mission in life. Um, but yeah, I do like that. Yeah. Here we get the culmination of that last scene with briefs vouching for 16's character. Um, and then we get Goku. Who's just like, Hey, you got any of my old keys? Like, I don't like this armor anymore. (laughs) Uh, I want to fight him as an earthling is what he says. Reason for putting on his orange key again. Which I'm like, that's a fine enough reason. Mm -hmm. Um, And Popo has the audacity to wash it. Yeah, gets rid of that musk. <laughs> and then Gohan walks up, and it's still really cute that Gohan's like, can I get a gi like yours? And then the fucking, like, uh, Piccolo, Piccolo close beans him so hard that this whole ass screen shakes. <laughs> I had to notice that. Gohan is and correct. Then, this is a good look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's a really good look, but I do love afterwards Vegeta just ask like Goku like, "Well, think you could take Cell?" Goku's like, "Hmm. Hold on, let me check." And just instant transmits away <laughs> to Cell. Don't worry, guys, I'll be back. Um, hmm. Which this is a cool scene. I do love this little like shit talk stare down between Goku yeah. and Cell. Cuz it is like Goku really yeah, like Goku can be harsh with people ah goku how do you like the arena Eh, it's okay i guess it's it's so good it's not even on it's not even it's okay it goes i'm making my mind it's kind of lame when you think about it Mm -hmm. motherfucker it's like the most (laughs) like oh you fucking son of a bitch (laughs) it's like such a good the, the, the literally going it's so lame thinking of the occasion the clouds darken. The energy begins yeah. to build. <laughs> you should to talk about it, right you motherfucker. Yeah, it's like he intentionally was trying to piss off Cell to get him to show a little more of his power. Um, but yeah, this is like Goku basically is... It honestly feels like because at the end of it, you almost get what Goku's mind game goal was here, which he's just like, oh, don't worry, I'm coming to the tournament, but you better not hurt anyone until then. Like... Goku's basically just trying to assure Cell, like, he's coming, he's gonna give him a good fight, but he so better just keep up his end of the deal. Right here. here, in the middle of this ring, and not do anything. Yeah. 
which that that's going to be broken. Well, I, I guess but, I mean, it's not really broken because even Goku's like you have to like when the military comes. Cell's not causing any problems. Every, someone else caused problems to Cell, and so I was like, well, re- okay, like <laughs> you play the stupid game, you get to win the stupid prize. Nobody said anything about self defense. He yep. says to the fly. Yeah, yeah. Mm. But yeah, but, uh, this is when Goku comes back. And he's just like, it is great seeing, like, after Goku just delivered this shit, talk to Sally, comes back, and he's like, yep, not sure if I can do it. <laughs> Gonna be honest, probably not. Yeah. I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> but he does turn down the time chamber, instead being like, we should train for the next nine days. Although, I did have to point out, there's some weird animation in this back and forth between Goku and Vegeta with whoever's hair is in the background, where it looks like it stands like a foot taller than it should. (laughs) You look at these shots again, there's some weird shit going on in the background of these shots. Yeah, their hair gets... I don't know who The Super Saiyan hair is just a a whole different beast of they have not drawn it (laughs) enough, where it's it's fucking growing like a giant bush out of their head. <laughs> they do it to Vegeta's hair in these shots. Too, I know. And he's not even someone, transformed. Someone's just fucking out there being like, "Spiky got it. Make it bigger. Make it larger." Look, <laughs> Look you see, Vegeta's Goku's hair is really tall, and so Vegeta's feeling inferior. So his hair grows a little bit subconsciously, which causes Goku's hair to grow even bigger. And it's just a whole <laughs> back and forth until eventually they all fall over. <laughs> Damn you, Kakarot! You've bested me again. <laughs> he looks at his tall hair. Also, Goku shit talking. See, these are the it's moments where I'm so like, good. they have they have fucked up actually characterizing Goku recently. They they just have they just haven't made Goku Goku. I've realized because like him shit talking Vegeta in this scene of being like, uh, when they're like, oh, we were thinking we're better than like, me? Are you suggesting you're stronger than me? And Goku's like, I wasn't really suggesting <laughs> it. It's like one of the <laughs> holy shit. Like no one else in this fucking universe. Yeah, no one else's universe talks like that to Vegeta, and it's it's just so good. It's very good. I didn't know if this was in or out. Of it felt in character enough for Goku. It was like, damn, Goku's like a little mean right here. (laughs) Goku's got hands. It is Vegeta. True. Um. But yeah, so then Goku flies down with Gohan, and they stop at uh, Korin's lookout. Yeah, I also I I also find myself when we're talking about like, is it within his? Sorry, I'm moving this back a little bit. And like within our power Go for for, it. for Goku to be, uh, shit talk. I think the answer is definitely yes. I think Goku yeah. has had a prevalence, especially when he was younger, like in the young days and stuff. Is he wants to get into the fight, like, and he will be honest about how he feels. And I think. To some degree, I think Goku does understand Vegeta to a degree that even Vegeta doesn't understand Vegeta. And so when Goku goes, you can beef up a little. He goes, is that true? Yeah. Goes, I'm not suggesting it. It's, it's, it's going to be fucking real harsh to hear that from Goku. And that's like a real – like, I think he was like, I'm going to light a fire under Vegeta's ass a little bit. Vegeta mm-hmm. gets too prideful. He, it's, it's actually – unlike what Trunks thinks, if Vegeta actually earns his pride, it's a real bad moment for us. The man's got to be wanting to push himself. It's the only way he gets better consistently. So, yeah, I'm going to tell him he's not as good as he could be. I'm better. <laughs> and I think <laughs> that there's my- something to that. I'm better than you. Oh, Watch okay. me casually crack the lookout in half. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let me flex. Holy shit, he just flexed. <laughs> <laughs> That man went half power oh, yeah. and killed and almost blew up a fucking citadel. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, this is when Goku goes down. Yeah, and he he talks to Korin. Yajirobe has a moment of being like, you're here to ask me to be in the tournament, right? I refuse. <laughs> it's, yeah. Yeah, of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, as they all kind of talk about like, what are the limits of transformations just for pure power? Because they're realizing like Goku really has them beat in some ways, despite not even just like power stressing his form. And then he powers up in front of fucking Corrin just to give <laughs> Corrin a way to gauge if him or Cell is stronger. And he damn near destroys the tower and almost throws Yajirobe after that. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, Corrin makes him stop. Goku's like, well, I didn't even at half power yet. Which Gohan's just like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding? I've been with you. What the hell? Yeah. Uh, but then Corin even says, like, I'm not going to be honest with you. I don't think you can beat him. Which Goku just is like, yeah, I thought about as much. All right, cool. <laughs> good Later. to see my barometer still working. All right, bye. I also really like that he's like, you're a good friend, Corin, for, like, not fucking with me on this one. Yeah, yeah. Um, Like, it feels like even Goku's like, I gotta go to someone who, like, won't blow smoke up my ass. I gotta go to Corin. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. It's it's just I think it's like such a good moment. Even then, Goku's like, "Yeah, okay, I got gotcha. you. That's cool. That's cool. Thanks for being like there. Like, no, give me the like the actual honest truth." Because everyone else yeah. is like, "Wow, he's like truly unstoppable." And Goku's the only one, and Corn. I was like, "Nah, probably not actually." <laughs> yeah, um, none of them seems to be fully convinced, like that they're a hundred percent sure that he's got it. But they are both just like, I don't know. Like, it's a toss-up. Yeah, they're putting it about, like, I don't know, maybe a 60-40, 70-30 split that Cell wins. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Goku's up there, but it just seems like Cell has just some more energy. And Goku's like, and I just like Goku being like, yep, that sounds about right. All right, I'll check you later. We're going to do our training now. <laughs> yeah, it's like we're really setting up the, like, Goku isn't going to be the one that ends this thing early here. Or that Goku nice. has something unlocked that no one else knows about yet. Mm -hmm. Which is the other thing everyone else mm -hmm. is thinking. Yeah, because he does yeah. have a habit of pulling well, things out of his ass. I mean, right now, everybody up on the lookout, like, they, they cut away after Goku's like, well, good to know my barometer's set, and he leaves. Everybody on the lookout who doesn't hear this conversation, they can just feel the key. They're all just like, holy shit, Goku has this. <laughs> yeah, Goku, Goku's so fucking strong. I like Gohan's internal monologue because, he, of course, Gohan doesn't understand what's uh, what's happening here at all. What Goku's thinking, which is like mm -hmm. this time off, this training, this getting to be back with family, is for Gohan to like get his mental right for when he needs to, you know, actually do it when yeah. he's got to be pushed. Mm -hmm. We gotta give him that time yeah. off because it has to be like think Gohan has to like I think just get back his mental game back a little bit. Remember what he's fighting for and all that bullshit. Yeah. Um, it's just very Goku funny that Goku is thinking that. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's that exemplifying that Goku's not an idiot. He just has very specific, like, specialties here. Yeah. In terms of what he thinks through. Goku does think things through to some degree, even if he is someone who likes to operate more on a, like, feeling. Instinct. Of yeah. Instinct, yeah. There are times where Goku can ration out something and change his approach accordingly. Uh, and this is one of those times. It's just, like, I like the dramatic tension that we have that, like, Goku knows something that we as the audience do not. And we can see that Goku has something that he, like, Goku would not be this calm if, like, he thought he couldn't beat Cell and he thought that was it. Mm-hmm. Like, 
obviously he is holding some some kind of card close to his chest, which, you know, at the moment people assume like, oh, Goku's going to do something. Like it's mm-hmm. going to be Goku that does it. Unfortunately what for Gohan, know, Gohan's the trump card. Yeah, I was going to say what we know is an audience because we've seen Dragon Ball Z abridged or Dragon Ball Z or just are familiar with the story by now is it's Gohan is Goku's trump card. And the best part is that Gohan doesn't even know this. <laughs> I mean, that's been like the arc. It's like Gohan not really believing he could be the one to turn this around ever. Mm-hmm. Even now as he's like trained, he's like, I did this so I could push my dad. But like his dad is sitting there like, I'm not going to be around forever. Uh, Gohan will have to take this. And Gohan is stronger than me when he really lets himself go. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Goku sets him up, he literally tells him, like, look, we got nine days, so we'll do three days of rest, three days of training, and then three more days of rest. Which, to be fair, I am, like, when you're actually talking about strength training and cardio and stuff, rest days are super important. Oh, yeah. (laughs) This is (laughs) is the only acknowledgement we've gotten in Dragon Ball that, like, hey, you, you can't just push your muscles to the limit every day for a year and have no rest, like... Eventually, it's diminishing returns, and you're doing more damage than you are, like, helping. Yeah. So that's literally what training and strength training is, is, like, tearing up your muscles, and then they heal back stronger. So there's, there's only a... There's a limit. Admittedly, we're dealing with people that are not fucking, like, normal. Not so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, their, their limits are gonna be different, but the acknowledgement of Goku being like, we do need to rest at some point... Yeah. Uh, otherwise, like all these gains mean nothing. Um, and, and again, just in also shows Goku's edge on Vegeta because Goku knows the importance of a good relaxation day. Yeah, he knows that like just sitting there obsessing and never taking a break is only going to make things worse. Not like at, after a certain point. Um, but this is when Goku and Gohan head back to Kame House. And I think this is the first time Roshi and Oolong have ever seen a Super Saiyan at all. Yes. Because they're fucked up by the sight of Goku (laughs) as a Super Saiyan. They're like, is that... Like, they literally don't recognize Goku at first. Or, like, Mm -hmm. not entirely. And then Chi-Chi comes in and freaks out because she thinks Goku dyed Gohan's hair. And his (laughs) own, I guess. Yeah, the final line of the episode is, like, the best Chi-Chi line to date to me, which is, my only son looks like the front man of a new wave punk band. And I am shocked that Chi-Chi knows who Flock of Seagulls is. I fucking love this line. I'm like, <laughs> this This has to be a dubism. It's this a dub- has, to, it has like, to be a dubism. has yeah, to be. There's no other way. just, like, yeah, told the actress who plays Chi-Chi, whose name is escaping me at the moment, but they just told her, like, look, we'll give you a take, like, say what you want. Or they wrote this bit. But, like, I would fully believe that she, like, improved this. <laughs> <laughs> but her delivery of it is, like, perfect. I uh, love Cynthia this Kranz. Movie. Cynthia Kranz, that's right. Which she's been voicing Chi-Chi, like, literally the whole time. She is one of the people who has not been recast in any of these, like, Z-dubs. Which is, like, Cynthia Kranz knows this character. Mm-hmm. Uh, how little Toriyama gives this character, but <laughs> Cynthia Kranz knows this character in and out at this point. Um, but I, I just love this line. Because, <laughs> of course, that would be what Chi-Chi's the most worried about. Mm-hmm. Um, that her son is becoming a deviant. <laughs> a true deviant. 
Yeah. Well, that's like a. I, I had read something at one point because in like Budokai Tenkaichi 3, they have a little gallery for all the characters, but an added feature of it is that every time you look at a character, Chi Chi is there and they even got Cynthia Kranz to record. Like, she gives her thoughts on every character. That's hilarious. And. Yeah, and for, like, Gohan as a Super Saiyan, she's like, my son looks like a deviant, which, like, <laughs> apparently in Japanese culture, like, dyeing your hair blonde is much more a sign of, like, being roguish or, like, just, like, a punk, basically. Um, Which is funny to me, that they just, they lean hmm. into that aspect with, like, Chi-Chi is the most, you know, motherly of everyone here. <laughs> anyway, this is the fun extra as we go at episode 85 which i thought the whole thing with the the military coming in and fighting cell was pure like anime filler so i was kind of surprised to see that this episode existed it's um, real and our friend <laughs> yeah but we just opened this one with cell being like i'm gonna do a little exercise and just flies off into space like you literally see the the like burn around it. I don't I'm trying to think what you call that, but like when rocket ships escape the atmosphere, you see that sort of like burn effect as cell exit burn. Leave. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They call it the entry atmosphere, burn, which I thought, we... yeah. But I don't know. I don't know what yeah. the exit burn is called. I guess atmosphere resistance burn. burn, I don't know. Something like that. But I do love Cell as he's going up into space, like real thankful for Frieza and his dad's genes right now as he goes <laughs> into space. Because he can survive in a vacuum. Uh <laughs> And then Cell, uh, I guess, inadvertently saves the world because yeah. there's just yeah. like a bunch of tiny comets and a massive asteroid heading towards the planet. And Cell's like, let's give them a little show and just stops the asteroid with one hand and blows it up, which I thought the chunks were going to because the chunks start flying towards the Earth. I thought they were going to like rain down Do and cause some destruction, yeah. but... No, they just burn in the atmosphere as, like, everybody is watching it as they're all evacuating the cities. I like so. to think the only reason he broke this is because it was going to land on his arena. Yeah, he's, he's like, if it was coming at the other side of the planet, no shit's given. Although it seems like he didn't know it was there. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how much he was aware of it. He was just like, gonna do some training now and flew up into space. Oh, shit, that's not good. Yeah. But Damn, Katsu I gotta, gotta save and... the planet and make it look cool, and everyone's gotta respect me. <laughs> Everybody has the to only see one... me kill Goku before I kill them all. <laughs> the only one who's gonna destroy their planet is me. <laughs> see, he blows up this <laughs> Not android. you, nature, and, you and, son and of a bitch. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, I do love that we cut to Goku and Gohan fishing together. Which go on is to remind Goku that he promised to take him fishing back while they were fighting Vegeta. It's been three um, years. Which even Krillin remembered. Because <laughs> Krillin was there. But we get a flashback, and something I wanted to point out is that this really exemplifies how the art style changed from, like, even the Saiyan saga to now. Mm -hmm. Like, just the way the characters are drawn, their faces have kind of more hard lines, their muscles are a little blockier. Uh, there is just a, a difference that has come about, like, during this time, which is probably reflective of the change in Toriyama's own art style in his manga, uh, as well as some influence of, like, other artists coming in and working on the series. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's kind of interesting seeing the immediate uh, comparison, because it's a pretty subtle change, and it's what I feel like I only really noticed in retrospect. 
Like, when I saw the two side by side and saw how Goku was drawn then and now, I was like, oh, yeah, we have changed. It's not like way more like sleek. Yeah. It's not like like a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure where the art style change is pretty blatantly apparent. <laughs> it's it's a little more subtle. Uh everybody's a little bit more sleek, less round. Um yeah. and also this is the best Goku fit, fight me. <laughs> I was gonna say I love the casual fits of everybody here, even like Gohan's like weird kung fu shirt. I was like, "Oh, this works. This is all pretty." Gohan nice. has is engaging Bruce Lee. <laughs> Krillin has put on well, the the shortest of short shorts, and Goku just looks like a repairman. It's just an incredible fit for everyone. <laughs> yeah, Goku's just wearing like slacks, a white t shirt, and like a like almost a varsity esque jacket. Yeah, I almost but feel like, like a repair, like a, a like, like a more. It's like heavy. It's like kind of like a like a winter like or industrial jacket. Yeah, almost like a bomber mm-hmm. jacket. Kind yeah, of thing. and it looks like he's yeah. like he, he would come out from underneath your car and be like, yeah. That, that thing's just not working at all. Mm-hmm. And then his son looks like Here, he's going to go this be ba- in a kung fu movie. Let me go take this back to the shop, he says, picking up your car and flying yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot my tractor. <laughs> <laughs> Super reference. Uh, but yeah, I, I do like these looks. Like they, they won't be around for long, but they're some good looks. I do like Goku has this like rolled sleeve jacket beige and black with like a white neck scarf look at the beginning of super for his like farmer get up mm-hmm. i actually think is a pretty decent look mm, i haven't gotten they, there yet i'll we'll see i mean we'll get there eventually um but yeah krillin really counts himself out here at the beginning like he's just like i'm not even gonna bother training like either y'all are gonna kill cell or we're all gonna die I'm like, don't <laughs> count yourself out so fast, Krillin. Like, you're going to continue to be the strongest human in this cast. Well, he's still, like, really beating himself up over 18 dying. Yeah, which Goku literally just tells him, like, don't sweat it, dude. Like, it is it is what it is. I think there's some underlying element of, like, Goku knows he did it for good reasons. Mm-hmm. Like, his, his reason, he just didn't want to kill 18. Like, he knew that yeah. 18 had some good in her and that it wasn't, like, it didn't. It didn't seem fair to kill her for something outside of her control. True. Um, I also think Goku which, has like the also the the brain thought that I would have this moment in time. It's nine days before the fucking end of the world, maybe. But who cares? Like it's yeah. over. Yeah. It's just <laughs> like, <laughs> it is now. There is no dragoning this back, dude. We're on our own. So don't <laughs> yeah. care. I like, Goku, you're my friend still. Yeah. We're moving on. Yeah. Outwardly, Goku's definitely entered this sort of like. Look, either we've got it or we don't at this point. There's no need to continue, like, stressing about it. We have nine That's why days, we're not so going back into the chamber. Yeah. It's like, either we've got it or we don't. <laughs> um, But I do love Krillin as a little bit of, like, throwing a rock at Goku. Ah, yes, the rock heard around the world. Yeah, because he's just like... Goku looks calm, but I bet he's got his guard up even now. And he throws the rock and it just hits Goku in the face. And he's like, what the fuck, dude? Just because I'm a super <laughs> saiyan doesn't mean I can't feel pain. I still got hurts, nerve asshole. endings in my forehead or something like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he also uh, gets like fake dunked into the water by Krillin. Yeah, because um, Krillin's always talking which, about, oh, God, go, Goku. I'm always sorry about how much you have to save me all the time. And Goku, like, pushes him into the water, and so Krillin pretends to drown. And as he grabs Goku's hand, he, like, throws him into the water as well. It was a really fun bit. Yeah. 
Although I, I love Goku's line where it's just like, ha ha, take that, Goku. And he's like, yeah, well, at least my feet touch the ground. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> and that's why he threw the rock. <laughs> that is why he threw the rock. Uh, and right to eating. Yes, Goku and Gohan <laughs> are eating. And I I did want to sit here and be like, do Goku and Gohan need more calories while they're staying Super Saiyan? I suppose I, I not, because so, the whole right? point was that they... I would assume, I'd assume not. Not at this point. Because they're because not, the they've already trained that, it to, they're not using any more energy holding it, so... You wouldn't need any more calories. I thought like holding the form was as natural, but like you don't have to like maintain like concentration to hold it. But I assume it still like uses an amount of energy that is like pretty large, right? It's like how you can yeah. get better at jogging where you can just do it for a longer time. And eventually like, oh jogging, you can probably just do it for like, you know, not for literally ever. But, you know, this is like the extreme version of martial arts, whatever shit. But like it would still you'd still be like, I need to eat a little bit more because I'm still fucking jogging for like seventeen hours compared to that's how I imagine. That's that's what my brain thought. So I assume they're still eating. Also, Goku just eats a lot. The man expends about uh, <laughs> those muscles. Must just he he's got so much caloric intake required. <laughs> if he yeah. flexes, it cracks a fucking house in half. There must be something happening in there. <laughs> Chemical reactions. Yeah. Oh, it needs to go I to mean, his yeah, hair. Like the more you work out, the more the more calories you do like ne- necessarily need to maintain that level of like physical fitness and to like keep your muscles. So I always assumed that was somewhere in the joke of like how much Goku eats because the dude is like a Jack. massive power lifter basically. <laughs> um, but yeah, I-, I-, I was curious about that, but I kind of agree with Zach and that I think since they've made it basically their natural state, they probably don't need much more food than they naturally need, which yeah, is we, still we don't so astronomical. Mm-hmm. Go on, sorry. Uh, I was just going to say, it's still an astronomical amount of food that they need because that's how much they were already eating. Yeah, and I was going to point out that but, we haven't seen them leave Super Saiyan since they got out of the chamber. Yeah, which is the, the point. Like, they yeah. wanted to perfect it. This is... Some, like, sources will classify this as, like, Super Saiyan Grade 4 is the, like, perfected state. What? Others just call it perfected Super Saiyan. It's its own kind of thing. I feel like that's more accurate given how the show talks about it. Yeah. Yeah, basically the idea you're getting the same power multiplier and shit that you get when you turn Super Saiyan. Which means that you can still make this form stronger by being stronger. Stronger, yeah. Yeah, it's a power multiplier. So whatever that base level of power is, it multiplies it there. Um, But... The way the show talks about it, it's not its own thing. It's just, here's Super Saiyan with no wasted, like, en- mm-hmm. energy. Which is why they also, like, don't have auras while they're in this form. Now, I have a sort of philosophical question for the class. I'm ready. Now, Gohan runs off to go do homework while Super Saiyan. Do you think that helps? Repeat the question again. So, Gohan, so Chi-Chi's like, Gohan, it's time for you to do homework. And he, like, scampers off to go do homework. Do you think being Super Saiyan helps with learning retention? No. Thomas? No. Hmm. Okay. I think it's just about being buff. <laughs> I don't think All it's right, about well, being buff. I, is there not, there, being buff was the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is still buffer than base form. Like This is still a power-up. It's just not like the same insane amount of power-up. I think it's fair. Like, I feel like Super Saiyan Grade 2 and 3 are almost similar concepts to Kaioken of, like, 
using your key to forcibly up your power level and the drawbacks that come with that. Which in this that, case yeah. is like them becoming slower. I know I know this is like because the form for me it's just like it's just a thinking of like I don't think we call Goku when he's like I'm not wasting my breath attacks like you know I'm not, I'm like, I'm saving all my power for one strike I'm having excellent control of my body. We didn't call that human perfect form. We were just like Goku no. figure out how to use his power. It's the same thing for like Super Saiyan. Like they just spent time being like, well, we could keep trying to up the ante, which Goku is thinking to do. He is like, how do we up the ante, but just in the, the better way, which is Super Saiyan too. Mm-hmm. Um, that that's literally what he is thinking. But it's more just like, hey, we have Super Saiyan. We have never just like even finished it. We got to it, and no one has ever spent the yeah. time just going, well, let's just master it. You know, to put the work I haven't. In, yeah. It took me a while to master just fucking fighting well. Even when we got to the freaking well, Saiyans, I wasn't there yet. Yeah. I'd almost say this is like a continuation of a constant theme in Dragon Ball of like not taking shortcuts. Yeah. Because you could almost mm-hmm. say that grade two and three are shortcuts. Like it's like, shit, I don't know how to just like stay in this form and try to up that power. So fuck it. I'm going to just like try and force it. I'm going to like pull this key back into me and I'm going to force it to make me stronger. Yeah. And not think about the consequences, which in this case is you become slower and slower the more you do that. With Super Vegeta, like grade two, being basically as far as you can push it where the slowing down won't Didn't like, seem completely to take you out of the fight. But like, it's not Super Saiyan 2, which is like, what if you perfected the form to such a state that you achieved a form beyond it? Mm-hmm. Which... Then we'll, you know, continue to see that line with Super Saiyan 3 and in the Dragon Ball Super manga, like, Future Trunks perfects Super Saiyan 2 uh, as, like, a, yeah, like, a thought. And I guess in the Dragon Ball Super anime, they kind of show that, like, Goku has perfected Super Saiyan 2 at one point. Basically just to prove to Kale and Caulifla, like, y'all shouldn't be so focused on going past a form without like uh, perfecting it because perfecting it can give you so much more power in it yeah it, just, it <laughs> could just teach you more about it. like i think for like goku's perspective i think we'll, we'll get into it, and i think we can read a lot into it because that's what Torment lets you do he lets you read into it because he doesn't give you a whole lot of shit to like he gives you he doesn't <laughs> if he wants to tell you something explicitly he'll tell you so you get a lot of room for inference without it and i think for like him mm. he's just like or they're doing it, he's just like you can't yeah you can't just yell into super saiyan 2 you have to first fully understands super saiyan and then there's a you know a second one that you can that can push further once you've achieved super saiyan you know once you're mm-hmm. at super saiyan you can get further beyond it's just like you have to like fully understand the original form not just modify it constantly for whatever thing you're trying to do you have to first like just understand the form that's what it feels like they're all trying to do is like hey we're not putting out key we're not putting up a shield we're not super focused we have just internalized the mode. We're still running at like a really strong percentile, but we're just trying to understand like, oh, we now understand Super Saiyan. We know how to unlock it. We know how to pop it. We know how to stay in it. Now, how do we get to the part where we can go further beyond it? Is the that, I guess that's the that's where we're at now. For Goku, he's like, okay, I know someone can do it. My son can do it. I can't fucking do it, but my son can pop it. So how do we do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that, yeah, again, it's that idea of like, you can't cut corners. Like, it's like, you got to put in the work if you want to keep getting better without like having to incur substantial drawbacks. Though I guess we'll still see that with like Super Saiyan 3 just has like an insane power drain 
that ends up being such a drawback that they never advance past. <laughs> that That's it's right. never used no again. No one's ever mastered Super Saiyan 3. That's all I'm saying, Toriyama. We can bring the, it back. Give the it to Goten and Trunks. To is, I mean, yeah, Goten and Trunks, like Gotenks, is basically the perfection of Super Saiyan 3. That's as close as we get. And even then, it comes with the drawback of it shortens their uh, fusion when they use it. So that could be, you know, power, uh, like, in inefficient use of power. Yeah. It could be as they master it, it will stop having that drawback. I mean, you might as well. That's been the excuse constantly in this series, so we can let, <laughs> we can let this one slide just so we can have somebody use Super Saiyan 3. No. Especially now that we're, like... We're moving into an era of Dragon Ball where everyone gets their own unique ultimate form. We might as well give Gotenks and Trunks Super Saiyan 3. That's what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, everyone. Just do yeah. it. Give them the, yeah, let them, give them the earrings. Let, let them, them cook. Go off, sis. <laughs> love that. <laughs> uh, love that so much. <laughs> But yeah, this is when we got Vegeta just, like, pacing outside the time chamber because Piccolo's <laughs> gone in. He's just like, when the fuck is he getting out? Um, But Piccolo does finally come out with torn up clothes. Did he Everyone explode himself? Their clothes. Yeah, that's what I kept being like, who tore up his clothes? Did but he, go, did the he use the multi-form technique? I think in filler in Z, they show Piccolo's training and he does use multi-form as, like, his way to train with somebody. Mm. Uh, but you'd think he'd just close beam himself before yeah, he walked out. <laughs> yeah. I don't think Piccolo uh, which cares I... that much. No. Perhaps. Also, Vegeta shit-talks yeah. Piccolo now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does, he comes out, and he's like, Oh, I see, you've barely perfected your form. <laughs> like whatever he's like haven't changed much have you Namekian I think is what he says yeah, more like or less that, yeah. yeah whereas yeah. Trunks is like damn Piccolo's way stronger than when he walked in which yeah even Goku comes back and is like <laughs> like later in the episode Piccolo, he comes back talking to Piccolo and is like damn you got strong like you really put in your time don't you, really you put in fucking Piccolo's like, patronize me shut the me. fuck up don't patronize me you know I'm not that <laughs> I'm nowhere near strong enough and Goku's like yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah true I do also love Trunk or Vegeta just goes in alone yeah, like, yeah I thought the plan was for in? Trunks to go in with him uh, but... I guess Trunks tapped out who knows who knows uh, but, but guess yeah. who's back? It's the fucking king. Guess who's back? Back again. Guess who's back? King Furry's back, yeah. baby, and he's on the radio. And he's like, we're sending yeah, the army after this fucking yeah, bug. As Goku and gang all drive into town thinking they can get some shopping done while everyone's evacuating. And yeah, town, everyone's which... evacuating the city <laughs> slash trying to leave the world at this point, probably. Yeah, I do love their they're just like, why is everybody freaking out? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> I thought this is a good way to basically like reset, like make sure we know like shit is getting bad. <laughs> um like it's like as chill as Goku is about it, we need you to understand the stakes are still high. <laughs> Everyone else, very much not. Yeah, everyone yeah. else, it's a good fine this... day for a drive and a picnic. Everyone else, the world is fucking <laughs> ending. What are we doing? Yeah. 
Which we have King Furry sends in, like, the entire world's military after Cell. Which, I do have to say, some part of this, like, I appreciate from a world-building sense of making sure we note, like, look, Goku and them aren't the only ones here. Like, everyone else is going to try to do something. Because they don't even really know about Goku. Yeah. Well, in this case, they send the whole world's military... And we get this whole thing of them all, like, coming in, setting up, putting up a line, and then finally, like, opening fire on Cell. Cell is literally just sitting there with his arms crossed, smirking as they're (laughs) surrounding him. Like, he's just like, oh, this is cute, (laughs) essentially, is his body language, which Mm -hmm. I appreciate how they do Cell's body language here to really denote this is not a threat. We already know this. They couldn't stop King Piccolo. How are they going to stop Cell? Yeah. But I appreciate Cell's whole, like, demeanor here as they all just come in. Which I feel like Cell only moves from where he's standing just so they don't mess up his arena. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, because basically they all shoot him. There's a huge cloud of smoke. And then when it settles, they all see he's still there. They start retreating. Goku's, like, getting pissed because he's basically like, don't they know that they're, like, fucking just killing themselves doing this? And as they're all running, Cell is charging up a blast. Goku's really hoping Cell will keep up his, like, side of the bargain here, even if they did attack him. Uh, But Cell, I mean, in some way justifiably, I guess, by his own logic, is like, well, they attack first. Let's be honest here. This isn't even, even like, an ant biting you, because that at least hurts. This is like a fly landing on your arm. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you can see Cell's, like, justification of this later will probably just be like look they attacked first like it's really not they retreated after (laughs) they realized nothing they were doing did anything and cell kills them anyway because he wants to but they almost scratched my paint yeah which is i think good for not that we needed more characterization of cell as a bastard but like establish that he doesn't have that sort of fighter's code that the rest of them do Mm -hmm. like even if he tries to purport himself and present that way, it's it's not. Like, he calls himself a warrior, he calls himself a fighter, but he's just a killer. Yeah. yeah. Like, he's a killer who's really good at what he does, but he's a killer nonetheless. He does not care about anybody's code, anybody's creed, anybody's anything. He just wants to prove he's strong, see people fear him, and then kill them. Yeah. Um... Do we think this barrage would have actually hurt any of the main cast? Probably. It probably would have hurt a Yamcha. good chunk of them. Yeah, Yamcha might have got hurt by Yamcha, that. Yamcha, Tien, all of them, but it probably wouldn't oh, I don't know if that hurt Tien. I don't know if that actually hurt Tien. I don't know if I put Tien I in that. I feel like it would scuff Tien. Would be fine. It would at least scuff Tien. It would at least it, scuff it might Tien. Kill. Yeah. It might yeah. kill Yamcha. I'm a, it might scuff Tien. Well, I would assume, based on body language and based on, like, what Cell's doing, that this was by no means him really putting his back into it. No. It's just, he flicks his, and it does show us the power creep of the show in some sense. Like, because we saw King Piccolo take out most of the world military, but King Piccolo did have to kind of, like, put some effort in. They weren't going to kill him, but he did have to, like, keep blasting, keep, like moving around mm-hmm. cell just waved a hand yeah he can't lay ping piccolo didn't lazily backhand the air and everybody died yeah it almost i wouldn't be surprised this like i mean i guess there is like a key blast element 
But this almost feels like it's just like the pressure of him backhanding, blowing them all <laughs> to smithereens. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it, it does some world building work. It does some character work for Cell and everybody. Like, I appreciate this scene still being here, even if I thought it was just like filler. Um, it may not move the plot forward, but it does some important characterization for the world uh, and helps like give it flavor. Not everything does... has to immediately move the plot forward. But it does move the plot forward because Goku realizes, oh shit, we need Dragon Balls again. Actually, yeah, I guess you're right. Because yeah, this is the, the impetus. Like, Goku decides to, like, tells him, like, hey, y'all stay here. We need to get more Dragon Balls. Teleports away, which I love. They hang on the scene after Goku leaves with everybody in the car. And they're just like, does he does he want us to just stay so here? So we just or? go? Or... Do what just... are we doing? <laughs> Even Gohan's like, I don't know what he's doing, man. <laughs> <laughs> he just does this sometimes. He can learn uh, to teleport, and he doesn't really tell you everything. It's a real bad <laughs> combination. Goku's yeah. a capricious god. Yeah. <laughs> My dad said he was but out yeah, to get he'd... smokes, and I really don't know where he went, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Goku just goes to the lookout and is like, hey, Piccolo, can you split apart into Kami again so that you can make us Dragon Balls? And Piccolo's like, no. It's no, apparently we're, we're a one-time thing. And then Goku being yeah. like, gah, thought that was a good idea. Like, I thought I had it. It's <laughs> so funny, like, him not being, like, just being like, son of a bitch. Like, ah, <laughs> beans. I, had, I, I, I was... had a brainwave, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> it was all yeah, locked for in once for I had an idea. But I do love that he's immediately like, well, I guess I'll just go to New Namek then, which they're all like, none of us know where that is. But pick, Goku's like, well, I can just feel their energy and zip on over. Unless, Unless they're, they're in outer, outer, outer space. Outer space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like, pick Goku, what the fuck does that mean? Don't care. Uh, Locking on. And there's like this dramatic music. Goku's got like his two fingers against his forehead in the stance that he needs for instant transmission. It's like, but it as he just sits there for a second, then he's just like, nope. Can't feel him. <laughs> Damn, thought that would work. <laughs> Guess I'll do the next best thing, and I'll just go to King Kai's place. And they're like, wait, what? And he just bye, everyone. <laughs> yeah. He's like, and there's King Kai. Gotta go. Bye. Which is the establishment that the afterlife is just a place you can go to. Always just a um, wild thing to think about. Yeah. Oh, time to go Which to heaven I, I, to find Namek. <laughs> bye. Gotta go Knowing talk to God. <laughs> Knowing what's going to happen later, like, I am like, this is an important thing to set up for what Goku's going to do later with oh, the yeah. same information. <laughs> Which I'm like, props to Toriyama for some important setup and payoff here. Uh, without us even realizing this is set up. Because it just feels like a logical step given what he's doing. Mm -hmm. And maybe it wasn't totally set up when he wrote it and he later was like, Goku needs to take blowing up Cell somewhere. Oh, hey, I had him go to King Kai's before. That's pretty <laughs> far away. Um, but yeah, and then that's when we get, like, the last part of the episode with King Furry coming back, telling everyone, like, the military's dead, we tried our best, but remember that, like, Goku showed up and saved us when King Piccolo showed up before, so have hope that this can still be turned around. Yeah, you remember that one guy, like, ten years ago that we all kind of forgot about? Maybe he'll come back! Who knows? Yeah. Which, this is, like, our first time we've had the whole Earth like aware of the danger and behind it like we kind of had that with the saiyans but it feels like that element dropped off pretty fast like well the saiyans, the saiyans also were, were only there for like a day 
Yeah. But it's they like they didn't get on international television and go, "Hey, I'm killing you all." I mean, they did turn a city to glass. Yeah, but again, it was out, word can only spread so far in one day after you kill all the witnesses. True. Do you think like it just like so what get, randomly like, happened was you're just like, let's go see our family, and there's just a fucking crater, and that's like how it gets discovered. Yes. God. Okay. And then they wished <laughs> them back, presumably, when they made the wish. Yeah, and then they're wish all back everybody yeah, killed yeah, so by Frieza fine. and his men. Yeah, though none of them can be wished back again, so if this was the same city that Cell blew up, like, they're gone now. I always imagine uh, it's the same city every single time. It's always the same. It's always North City or whatever. So they somehow get loopholed back in every time. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's where these episodes end. So, yeah, on the whole, I would agree. Lots of good, like, character work happening in these episodes. Yeah. And kind of, like, Taking a step back to reset the tone. Mm -hmm. uh, I wouldn't call these my favorite, but looking at them again while talking about them, like I would say these are actually really well written. They're, like, it's they're really pretty well high done. up there. Yeah, not saying like, they're the best yeah. episodes of all time. It's just like, wow, we've been like, we've been like, I've been worried about the pacing for so much of this for the Cell Saga that I'm like, I just don't know what they're going to do. I'm like, I, the, the Frieza pacing was so bad near the end that I'm like, Oh, we're getting there. They're just going to keep, like, this pacing is going to get messed up. And they're like, nope, we're going to take, like, a small break, and it's going to be good. And, like, <laughs> that's, like, a level of confidence from an author that I, I like to see. And I think it pays off really well here where there's just fun character stuff. You kind of get little inklings of what the future is going to be. You have, uh, they're, you know, setting up that Gohan's, you know, going to try to push beyond. But Gohan doesn't even know that. And only Goku really knows. Everyone's trying to figure out what Goku's new power is, like, what sells power. It just yeah. works. It's just all working really well. Mm -hmm. No, and I really enjoy the aspect of episode 85 was like, that was probably my favorite episode of these three. Um, and episode 85 has this nice like duality to it in that the whole first half is basically like Goku chilling with his son, 90% of it, like just really being like, things aren't that bad. Like, we'll get this. And then the second half reminds you what the stakes are. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, here's the military getting fucking annihilated by the backhand of Cell here's like king furry telling them like we still have to have hope like even if things seem lost and that's what really sells you back to like oh like goku may be acting calmly but things are bad yeah things are real bad and i also think i <laughs> think it, this also shows maybe like goku's intelligence to degree i think goku probably is a little nervous like when he well i think actually it is he is but it shows it in the episode i'm thinking of it yeah when goku goes to cell it is not like he's smiling and like this is gonna be a fun no, fight he's a, it's he's a, got a very serious, serious moment on. comes yeah. back is smiling like don't worry like it's like you know we're all doing our things we got shit to do i yeah. think it's like smart for goku not to show that like he fucking knows like it's kind of all or yeah. nothing, I know. And, he, and then he pops out and goes, like, no, we're going to hang out with my son, and, like, it's going to be good, and this is our training, three days on, th uh, three days off, three days on, three days off, and we'll be fine, then we'll go to the Cell games. Mm -hmm. And we're all going to yeah. have a fun time. Basically, yeah. it's like he's trying to maintain morale, because we kind of see it drop, like, that face drop again when he realizes the military is about to get annihilated by Cell, because he doesn't want to see all this, like, pointless loss of life. I mean, exactly. like, he knows that the world is at stake, but he's hoping that, like, Cell would just keep to himself until such a time as, like, the tournament started. Yeah, he's not going to start. And now early. he's seeing, yeah, and we see it kind of sh shake a bit because now he's like, oh, like, maybe somewhere inside he suspected this. I wouldn't think Goku is that naive that he wouldn't at least think this was a possibility. Mm -hmm. But he is like, oh, I can't 
trust Cell to keep his end of any of this. Like, and that's frightening him. As it should. Yeah. Like, he's like, I thought to some degree maybe, like, our, like, because he's kind of, you know, echoed a lot of their ethos, their, like, whole mantra of how to be a warrior, as well as just Cell wants good fights. Like, half the time it seems that he doesn't just want to, like, win. I mean, that's the whole reason he's throwing the tournament is to see if he can get a good fight out of it. But as much as he thought they had some things in common, what sets them apart really, really becomes apparent when now he just massacred a whole bunch of people as they were running away. He just shot them all in the back, basically. Um, And just because he could. And he does not even really register it as hardly a thing that happened. Mm -hmm. He just did it and said whatever. Yeah. I think I think one so, of the thing that's is also good in this episode is like some good foreshadowing here is um King Furry being like a young man stepped forward to save us all. And like, <laughs> oh, it's Goku. And you're like, well, no, they're literally referencing a young man, Gohan is No, no, I mean forward. young man. man. And I'm like, I didn't I think <laughs> yeah. it's a good little touch like Did I stutter? Yeah, I think it's like very no. actually very soft foreshadowing. It it's is like, very soft, yeah, yeah. It's like very good, like an actual yeah. very light touch that I think like you don't even think about it, but you're like, oh, yeah, it's, he's always talking about Goku. Goku's been the only day, and Tormund's like, yeah, it, it was Goku, and now it's going to be Gohan. Like, yeah. Yeah, which it's it, good. It's also like we have some of that sense that something is coming because of, like, the way Goku is simultaneously, like, I'm pretty sure we have this, but also fairly certain that he is not going to be able to do it. Mm-hmm. Like, we've already seen that element at play. And, yeah, like, I, I think I'm realizing why I love like this arc so much in hindsight like again because i'm just like yeah like there's a lot of good writing going on to setting up what happens here like we earn super saiyan 2 we earn everything that leads up to that moment and we earn gohan stepping into the limelight as well as i feel like i'm setting myself up for why i'm going to be disappointed by the end of boo (laughs) what no yeah, when, we re- when we it seems like we're still going along this line and then we renege on it so that goku gets the win and comes back as the guardian of earth i feel like super has finally settled into a good place for how this can look to like have the other characters be important but also have like goku and vegeta still be at the fucked up level of power that they are yeah mm-hmm. um and i'm happy to see that we hit an equilibrium eventually but this does become a problem for Dragon Ball after this. Oh yeah, um, and, but and it really we're not there yet because like you're, yeah. you, they're it's such a good setup for Gohan right now. I mean, they're yeah, doing it. like, it's it's so good. Like it's slowly being there, and then we're gonna get more foreshadowing the next few episodes of like probably why Goku thinks is gonna be Gohan. Probably gonna get some of that more laid out. Um, and then like yeah. it's also like a power up grab for uh. Go blah, 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 for for Vegeta and stuff like I we I don't think Vegeta and Trunks are like very far behind. And I don't think as like an audience member you're supposed to think they're very far behind either. Like obviously Goku's the tough one, but like Vegeta is fucked up strong, <laughs> and like so is Trunks. Yeah, and they have time as to train. see them. They're, they're, they have time to yeah, get there. Yeah, the Saiyans in comparison to the rest of the cast right now are just a fucked up level of strong. With only yeah. like Piccolo really, and even Piccolo close just got any of them. Out. Yeah, it's like even then it's been pretty pretty well established that Piccolo might not be up to snuff. Well, they they just said in the show, right? You're are you trying to fight Cell? No, you're not. That's it. That was yeah. the conversation. Piccolo is now yeah. officially ripped to everyone. Piccolo has now been written out. I know. 
but it, it does work in the sense that they're doing this like setup and like eventual uh bait and switch where it's like they're all setting up like yeah goku's the one that's gonna do this goku's gonna the one who's gonna save us like ah, uh, none of us can do it but we got goku so hopefully we've got this and Goku is the only one that's sitting there on the knowledge that, like, no, Gohan is going to have to do this. Yeah, it can't be me. And then we're going to yeah, see a lot like, of, like, how Goku plans on showing Gohan how to do it. And it's going to, you know, it's really clever. Like, I still think the stuff that happens early on is way more clever on, on Goku's side than is, like, initially initially seems. And I'm, like, I'm excited to see that. Yeah. And that's, like, the cool part is that we're really seeing how Goku thinks, especially how Goku thinks when Toriyama is riding him, <laughs> yeah. which is what we we miss a lot in Super, especially, and why people, like, will make fun of Goku and Super and the writing for that. I He is kind of flanderized. I don't think it's quite as bad as some people think. I think there's moments where it's as bad as the as people say, but I think in a lot of the dramatic moments, it's not quite as bad. But it is a noticeable change when you see Toriyama write Goku than when you see anybody else, like, mm-hmm. give it their shot. Yeah. It's Which, just, yeah. It's one of those things where, like, there's, and I think, like, it's, it's. I don't know what, I don't, maybe, maybe it's the, maybe we gotta watch more of the Boo Saga um, when that shit comes up, what what the writing is there. You're, I almost don't even know where it's coming from right now. We know he's naive. That comes from Dragon Ball. But truly, from, yeah. like, Frieza to now, maybe it's the filler arc that really filler arcs had something to do with it to like make the comedy and stuff for that we could do but um of like, like pushing the idea that goku's stupid yeah well also there was like the series ended and then there was a big break where everybody just kind of got like flanderized through like jokes in the fandom and everything yeah there's something to be said about the fandom i mean i also saw there was some twitter discourse recently of somebody being like dbza has ruined dragon ball uh, discourse forever because people just like lean into the jokes dbza made and i don't agree with that no of course not. Uh, i think like what you see in dbza is an outpouring of what the fan base was like because like the people who made dbza were part of that fan base mm-hmm. like they are super fans uh even in so much as like i would consider myself a big fan of this franchise like I can't hold a candle to those guys. <laughs> they love this franchise. We like, did not go out make are... and make mil- and make millions of viewed uh, videos. Yeah, because they hated this franchise, or yeah. they wanted to like fuck with the discourse and make fun of it. I, I I would almost call DBZA the sort of like Mel Brooks like style of comedy in Mel Brooks' early career of like making fun of things that you obviously love. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're poking fun at its shortcomings, but it, in that it shows how much you know of this genre, know of these properties, and really do have like a deep love for them. It's just that, like, there are things. It is not perfect, and as well for DBZA, it's like, and we are part of the fandom. Like we know what the fandom thinks because we think it to some degree too. So it's like we were already in the place where we all thought of Goku as a complete moron. I mean, we've been calling him an idiot literally since the start of this podcast, but, yeah, I mean, he's an idiot, but he's not dumb, which is stupid to say, but you know what, but I know what I mean. (laughs) I think it's like a wisdom versus intelligence moment, where it's like, Goku's not intelligent, but Goku has a lot of wisdom. It's like, it's intelligence, or it's knowledge in a specific field, which means that, yeah, when you ask Goku to, like, 
fix a car. Yeah, he's a dipshit. Or like, <laughs> or to drive. Yeah, he's not smart. Hey, hold up. We Goku, saw him drive like, pretty well on an empty road this episode. That is true. He got his license. Like, that is true. <laughs> that, which happen. like maybe we'll do like a filler like rundown at some point of like what people put out as the best filler of Z just for fun. And we'll just pick the top three. Um, which the Goku driving episode has to be one of them. That's a given. <laughs> I think, but like, like I, I, I do find it, yeah, it's like we all agree like Goku's naive of the world. Like that's been Goku from the beginning. It's like the specific like um stuff of like Goku doesn't understand literally anything. He's like actually, it's like we get him to the category where his IQ's in like the fifties. It seems like. Um, yeah, that's like more annoying. Or, like Goku isn't too. thinking tactically yeah. in a fight as much. He's like, I just want to bring their power out, and like Goku does want to bring people's powers out, but he's like not stupid about. It. He's not like a, a moron. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's genuinely it's like, it's like intellectual. <laughs> yeah, it's because like Goku treats it as competition and not as like life or death struggle. Yeah, it's like Goku approaches a fight in the way people approach like playing soccer. <laughs> it is, it is sport to him. And he wants to see what he can do. Now, when it push comes to shove and he knows there's no other choice but to take somebody out or it's like, like, there's no reasoning with them. He will turn that knob and he will go after him. Mm -hmm. But like, he's he's also hesitant to get there because he doesn't want to jump straight to like, I'm going to kill him. Like, he wants to believe that people can change. And he's yeah. seen it, like, we, through his interactions with Piccolo, through Tien, through Yamcha, through Vegeta. Literally everybody people. but Frieza. Yeah, his main, like, yeah, his main fault is that he has this belief in people, like, and hopes that they can be better than their worst days. And that's just the thing that will get him in trouble more than anything. Uh, and he's not, like, he's not stupid. He's obviously naive, yeah, because he grew up in the fucking mountains. Like, he grew up in the wilderness. He had no interaction. He had no, like, He literally lost his father upbringing. figure when he was, like, but a boy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Of course he's going to be a little off kilter when he, like, meets people who didn't have that upbringing. Like, he doesn't know the social norms that he's supposed to know. Well, at least he stopped um, molesting. I, I will say this, maybe about the DBZ abridged thing, is like people. I don't think they have like it's like ruined discussions of what's it called Dra- of, of Dragon, Ball. Dragon Ball. It's just people mm-hmm. have taken DBZ A to be the canonical interpretation of Dragon Ball, and yes, like I think yeah, that's that can be the annoying part. Where like I don't think DBZ A ruined anything. I just think people are just like they just watch DBZ A and they're like I now remember all of Dragon Ball exactly. I correctly. now know all of Z. Yeah, yeah, and it's like yeah, no, you, it's you like, have not watched Z in a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's like every joke they make in DBZA comes from somewhere, like within yeah. the source material, but it's not, well, with the exceptions of like the early material where they just did a lot of referential humor. Or they just did but it's comedy, not, yeah. Yeah. But it's not the text. And like if you ask, you know, Kaiser Neko or any of them, they would tell you, like, this is not the text. Like, this is what we brought to it. There's some flanderization at, in part in DBZA, but that's part of satire. Yeah, that's we're making yeah. jokes. And I think we're, it's a degree, comedy yeah, it, show where they're they're yeah, inherently ex- not three dimensional characters in this pure comedy. Like, yeah, it doesn't turn out. Cell isn't there is no sexual tension between Cell and Goku in this show. 
At least to our degree. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, you could read into it, and that's the joke. They just read super hard into it, and then the joke is Goku's too stupid and just keeps doing sexual innuendos with him. And, like, that's the where the humor then comes from. <laughs> um, I think, like, yeah, to DBZA, like, I was watching some of their stuff, and they're like, we made Goku, quote, fight sexual. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is yeah. actually kind of flirty for Goku. But, like, that, yeah, it is a joke based on the text, but not directly ripped from it yeah it's like, like oh they look at the text you and go you that, could we can make this funnier this is how you make it funnier this is how you tell a joke with it yeah. you just like turn how it do you up to tell 100. the same story yeah how do you tell the same story but with comedy yeah and that's what dbza is and that's what sometimes people forget when they talk about their memories of dragon ball and like yeah bring a lot of dbz a to it mm-hmm which it's not, I don't, I hesitate to be like, this is media literacy. Like it kind of is, but I don't, <laughs> I don't want to feel well, that conceited just... about it. Cause it's like, I'm not being like, ha ah, you are stupid and I am smart. I'm like, no, it's just something to be aware of that. Like that yeah. will paint your memory of it in some way, but it's not, you can, you know, you can say it wasn't the intent of the people who made DBZA. There's, you know, always death of the author argument. Like, does it matter what their intent was? Um, if the result was still this anyway. Well, I think but, it's just more the, the the maddening process of people, their memories being what they are. Like, simply like, Goku's a bad father, right? Like, mm-hmm, that yeah. will just get trotted out randomly. Goku's, like, a phenomenal father. <laughs> like, yeah, there are moments yeah, where you're like, like, this is probably a bad idea. Text, really. Yeah. The man I mean, spent a literal year a alone with just his son. That's better than most parents do, apparently. Yeah. He, I and mean, he's gone a lot. Like, we've seen him be gone. Like because he's sometimes like dead means beyond his control. Sometimes through means that like it seems like maybe he had some ability, but like when he was back, like he trained with Piccolo and Gohan before the android showed up. Like he spent time with his son, and he's trying to interact with him in the way that he understands, mm-hmm. and that's like the most you can ask for. But he does like listen to his son. Like when we had the moment where like he makes mistakes because he's you know he's not perfect. Uh. But, like, we had the moment where Gohan was like, you know, Piccolo said you'd go too easy on me, and you have. Like, give me everything you've got. When they were training together. To me, I was like, that's Goku being a good dad. Gohan asked for something from him. Like, like I need this from <laughs> you right now, dad. And he gave it. Like, without any further questions. He's like, no, like, if this is what my son says he needs, then, like, I'm not going to stand in his way either. I will deliver and- death upon you, child. Yeah, I mean, I, I, some part of me still believes if like Gohan had really proved not enough to push that blast back, Goku would have found a way to save his ass. Oh, probably. Um, yeah, but then we also see him sit and hang out with his son during these days, like go fishing with him, do all this stuff. Like he's trying the best that he knows how. He can come up short in some ways, but he's not a bad dad. Uh, Piccolo's a great uncle, is what we really learned. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's like, yeah, it's like, it's like we just learn a lot of things. We're like, oh yeah, Goku's a, a good dad. He like does everything you'd want your dad to do. Thumbs up for Goku. Yeah. And like trying to like get if ands or buts around it is just like not annoying. It's just, it's just kind of boring to like make that the discussion point when like it just doesn't need to be the discussion point. Yeah, um, it's like the Goku's the bad dad thing really comes from the fandom making jokes that eventually like turn into a, a like a self feed like a feedback loop. That's what I was mm-hmm. looking for. The jokes turn into a feedback loop until they become the text, and then the jokes are saying this is the text. Yeah, and you're like, oh, okay, th- we're just dealing with like this joke again, and it's yeah, more boring. Like- and then it 
And it only sucks because, like, what happens in Super, I think it begins to play into it. Where you're like, oh, mm. I'm enjoying Super, but they really just make Goku a lot dumber all of a sudden. Maybe I'll be... It almost feels like... Yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, it almost feels like what you're seeing in Super, like, since Toriyama is pretty hands-off with Super. Um, like, involved, but not deeply. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of, like people who also were part of that fandom probably like entertaining that feedback loop and you really see Goku stop being as dumb as soon as Toriyama stepped back in to help write the manga <laughs> and Broly and whatnot like Goku starts acting a lot more like Goku in Dragon Ball Super Broly onward uh which is refreshing to see but does like I see why now he's like I've got to write hands on with Toyotaro because even Toyotaro is like falling victim to these kind of pitfalls and it's not when I say this, I don't mean this as an attack on the fandom. I'm like, it's not mm-hmm. really anyone's fault. I fell into this trap a lot, too. But re-watching the show has helped me kind of break that trap to be like, that's not really who Goku is. There is an element of it, but that is sort of a misrepresentation of Goku. Um, yeah, I see where it's it comes It's gotta from. be a hard line to toe. Having a character that's like a doofus, but also really smart and can be serious. But only some of the time. Yeah, and it shows that you have to really get what makes this character tick to get that. And I think that's why Toriyama's kind of stepping back in now to sort of, like, course correct. Mm-hmm. Um, while also still, like, he didn't take all the way over. Like, him and Toyotaro are working together. And I think that's his way to be like, I didn't pass the torch right the first time. <laughs> Hold uh, on, let me do this again. So, yeah, so he's like, I'm going... Toyotaro, like, and, take I this think- sensu bean. Toyotaro and Toriyama's son is kind of taking over business side with what to do with the Dragon Ball franchise. So I'm like, I I think between the two of them, he's now like, he's taking an active role because much like Goku uh, with Gohan in this arc, he's like, (laughs) I'm not going to be around forever, but this franchise will continue. Like uh, just the cogs of capitalism to some degree and like, like they're not going to let this just die when I'm gone, nor did I write a definitive ending to leave this on at this point Mm -hmm. so he's like i am going to make sure the hands i am giving it to are as prepared as they possibly can be to keep it going in the way that i vision this and he's still letting toyotaro like do a lot toyotaro came up with ultra ego for vegeta and like helped design a lot of the gods of destruction i believe granola was his creation um so it's like He's doing a good job now of trying to do more of a balancing act of, like, I am here to help guide it when things go wrong with the characters I created, but I am also here to help foster Toyotaro's own desire to expand this world and what it can be. Yeah. Which, and I think yeah. and I think it's just like one of those things where I think it's just going to take time for everyone, and mostly it's just like... Whatever some just I don't even know what the really where where the author comes from. I guess we're gonna see in the Boo saga how we feel Goku becomes if he becomes too stupid or whatever. But I remember Goku being quite serious and um <laughs> what's it called in the, yeah. the Boo saga. I remember that would be like he's like pretty on fucking top of his game half point. the time yeah. because some shit is going down that arc. Yeah, to me, like he understands the gravity of the situation during that arc. Like he knows what's at stake, and that's. Well, yeah, he's a deal with Go. He's just like Vegeta killing a bunch of innocent people, 
everyone dying constantly, like the world ending. Like I feel like he understands for most of those things what's happening. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, we'll figure we'll figure it out. Maybe we'll see something that goes like, ah, oh, this is where people clapped on to. But it's like for me, like it's just it's just hard. Maybe Kai is different. Maybe seeing all the filler really changes everything. Mm-hmm. Because to some degree, or maybe it really is just like the the decades between here. Yeah, maybe it just is the some decades degree, in between. What? We're like, man, Goku's kind of dumb, and then it just like becomes like, yeah, Goku's pretty fucking stupid. Yeah, Goku's like an actual moron. When you're like, no, he's like <laughs> actually just and... been lobotomized. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I'm I'm kind of curious to watch GT and see like because that's really the first. I mean, the movies weren't written by Toriyama, but GT is the first like major outing of this franchise with Toyotara or Toriyama not really at the helm. Mm-hmm. Or really involved in any way. Uh, <laughs> that's a the least, sketches. the most. Yeah, it's like the most hands-off Toyotaro or Toriyama has been with the franchise while it was still ongoing. So I'm curious to see how they characterize Goku in that, and if that also has contributed to this discourse. Like, what does it look like when the first time people write without Toyotaro or Toriyama at the helm? Yeah, who knows? Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. It's all coming. It's all. But I think happen. that'll. Yeah, but I think that'll do it for today. Yeah. Um, so we've had our talk, which I guess like it it makes sense for us to sit here and kind of talk about the legacy of this franchise and where it's going. Which is yeah, not that that's an unpopular topic on this podcast, but <laughs> this is our episode one hundred, so <laughs> we can get somewhat like you know deep here <laughs> about what we're thinking. But we've done this for a hundred episodes, guys. <laughs> Yay! Kind of cool. Woo! <sighs> All right. Well. Take care, everybody. Bye, everybody. All right. Bye, everyone. Bye.